the 905 to wherever you are. This is Schwal Wars. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Hayes, and happy Halloween. Uh, it is, of course, the end of the spooky season, which means we have to talk about something spooky. And it's a special review of a movie that literally just happened moments ago for us, but it's only been a, for a couple days for you. It is Five Nights at Freddy. And to join me to be able to do this is my uh, partner in crime, of course, the incomparable Jordan Lloyd. Jordan, ride home recap time. Yes. And? <laughs> and? Well, what did you think? What did you think? First of all, this is based off a video game. For those of you who may or may not know, Friday Nights at Freddy is a, I would say, a pretty successful pop culture horror movie genre game, correct? Pretty successful? I Look, I never played but, the game, but... Five Nights at Freddy's started out as... I mean, let's be honest here. It started out as, like, a point-and-click, pretty basic, bare-bones, like, horror video game. Okay. Now, which has spawned, like, six sequels. There's six of these things? Yes. Holy shit. Okay. Like, six sequels, all kinds of merchandise. Yeah, I knew about the merchandise. Now, now a feature-length movie. So like, I, th I think it's safe to say it's not pretty successful. It's pretty damn successful. Okay. And of course, this is going to be a spoiler-free review as much as we possibly can about this movie. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start with the very first question. Hmm. Is this at all like the video game? Because the people who are diehard, maybe fans of the game, grew up with it, blah, 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 blah. They might be going into this with a certain sort of expectation. I, for myself, have no expectation went into this film because I never played the games, just only knew about, you know, it being popular through pop culture and video games and such. But for someone who has played the games, what can you tell us compared to the games compared to the movie? So, the first, I mean, I'll go with the first game to kind of like set set up the, the stage for this year. The first game, the narrative is pretty thin like you don't like the like the main character that we follow in the movie mike schmidt you don't know you never see his face in the video game you never learn anything about him do you know his name not until the very end oh, you don't actually find out his name until the very end when you get the check for completing the fifth night that you even know what the guy's name even was hmm. so like as far as all that's concerned what they could have what they could have done in the movie was pretty much a blank slate Cause like as far as like backstory of characters and whatnot. Now there's like there's ex been expanded lore through like books and like comic books and things like that, which they were free to pull from because again the narrative of like the of the first game is very thin. Like if you're just gonna make a straight adaptation of the first game, it's not much of a movie. It's literally just a guy sitting in front of monitors, closing doors, and like turning on lights. To avoid getting killed. So like the narrative to, to try to make a movie just based on that. There's not much there. So for this they had to obviously expand on certain characters. And like give them more in-depth backstories. And make more drama I guess. more dramatic, Put more dramatic heft into it. Okay. As opposed to the first game would. Yes a lot of things that they did in here are straight from the lore of the games. Okay. So like you're, if you're... If you're Coming in here thinking that they're gonna mess with a lot of it, they don't. Like the basic, the basic lore is there. They've pulled things from other games actually that didn't happen until later, and put them in this again. I guess just to try to beef up 
what would have been a pretty thin first movie if you just made it based on the first game. As a game, well, as video games in general, there's always a stigma, especially over the last 20 years, that video games do not translate well into movies. Now, we've seen the success of Sonic, we've seen the success of Mario, and that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And everything else has pretty much been either bland to bad. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this continues the trend that we've seen in the last couple of years of the Marios and Sonics of this has potential to do well? Or do you think it because it is a horror genre movie game, etc., it's going to be limited to its audience? I think you might underestimate how loyal and actually how large the the FNAF fan base actually is. Okay. Like it's it's pretty extensive. Like the amount of there was actually I don't know if people will know this, but he was in the trailer too. The scene where the guy's driving the cab. Yes. That's actually a YouTuber who's made basically his career on YouTube playing Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, okay. So like Do you know his name? It's Corey Kenshin, I think is his name. Corey Kenshin, I think is I believe is his name. So like people have made careers on YouTube alone of just this game and the amount of followers that they get. So like I, I think you might underestimate how large the following for this series actually is and how rabid it actually is. I think it has the potential to do well. Do I think there's gonna be a sequel? Yes. Also because Blumhouse, the the company that made this movie the blumhouse or bloomhouse it, I, I i call it blumhouse i'm pretty sure it's blumhouse um they notoriously make movie i mean it's a smart business uh, method that they use they notoriously make movies very cheap so their returns are very expensive it's mm -hmm. so, like you spend less for you get more on the return so they probably didn't spend they probably didn't break the whole lot of bank on this to actually make it so anything will be a profit okay the actual story of this movie, as compared to, of course, you were saying before that the game itself is, you know, very limited, especially when it comes to the first game itself. I mean, for all extents and purposes, the first game really has no story. Okay. It's that you have to just so, get from night one to night five. The story of this, of course, you know, uh, a gentleman, what was his name again? Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Very nice. Which it was weird. They didn't actually tell you his last name until the end of the movie. Okay. Well... Mike, uh, I guess it's kind of like Mike me. is down on his luck. Has to be able to do things. He uh, just got fired. He was he was yeah. working as a job. Uh, he had a job as a security guard at a mall. Knocked out a dad. And he inadvertently, by mistake, beat up someone at the mall because he mistook uh, rough parenting as being someone trying to abduct a child. Which is a common thread throughout the movie. Um, yes, because then you, you learn things about his backstory, about how, about his little brother from back in the day that he went missing and that he, he always thought that he saw who did it and he always carried that with him. Um, yeah. he goes to see, uh, I don't, I don't know if it was, uh, I mean, we don't have to go, we don't have to go scene by scene. No, I'm not going scene by scene, but like he basically goes, to, I don't know if it was unemployment that he goes it's to. It's a career counselor. Yeah, career counselor. He goes to a career counselor and basically says like with your with your history of not being able to hold a job, you your options are limited, but he has one security gig that he could give him. It's a night job at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Fazbear, that's how you say his last name. Yeah, Freddy Fazbear. Um 
sort of reluctantly takes the job, and then we're off to the races with yeah. the the bonkers animatronic, violent bloody mayhem. All right, I'm gonna jump in here. I think that I think I liked half the movie. I think I loved the first half. Like, not loved. I think I really liked the first half. And the second half of the movie, to me, lost the plot. And because they were trying to make something more out of a story that wasn't there for the video game, I think they were trying to just throw whatever they could against the wall to kind of, like, make, let's make a, you know as much of an in-depth story. And when you watch the movie, you'll understand what I mean by that, at least in my perspective. It's just like, okay... We have nothing to work with here. We can do anything. So let's over deliver on a story and like just make this as in depth and whatever as we possibly can. And, you know, hope that we can make these characters somewhat, quote, I don't know, maybe relatable because of maybe. I think that's also part of it, too, is the fact that there is such a fan base and there's such a popularity around these specific, you know, fucking killers that they give them without spoiling anything a lot more humanity than you would potentially expect that's something that i don't know how i mean the, i don't know how forgiving the fan base will be with a certain aspect of something they do like, do you know what i mean by that i or? won't i mean i won't say exactly what happens but like the animatronic okay so the animatronics it looked good, though. I will say, they look fantastic. Well, the animatronic... I don't know if you... You probably didn't know this, but... Jim Henson. Yeah, Jim yeah. Henson's I Creature saw that Shop. On the, I saw that on the credits as we were walking out. Yeah, like, Jim oh, Henson's sweet. Creature Shop made the animatronics. So, like, the same people that made, like, the Dark Crystal and, like, the Labyrinth and the Muppets. So, you're going to get top-notch puppet work there. Hmm. Um, And, yeah, they look great. They add... They, they, the way they move, the way they talk... Some of them talk. Hmm. Um, The way they act is, like, all look perfect. The, they, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without like giving it completely away. While the animatronics do have their murderous tendencies, like that's in there in a way, there's a, there's a, a bit of a turn that happens where it's almost like they're trying to kind of try to make them like misunderstood monsters. I just felt like they've just written really heavy on the exposition on a few things personally. Which is fair. And like, like, am I mad that I saw the movie? No. Am I ever going to see this movie again? No. Would I ever own it? No. Am I glad I still at least saw it? Yeah, I did. But again, maybe it's because I didn't have that love of the characters going in. But I worry, like you said, about how the fan base potentially could take this and see some of their characters be adapted in the way that we saw sure i mean i know that's with any film and i realize that when you take a story or a video game or you know a book or whatever and you turn into film but i don't know i mean again it's i don't think it's such an egregious thing that they did that it's it's gonna turn people off and make them just revolt i don't see that happening because, like, at, at at base level, they are still all how they're supposed to be. It's just, yeah, it's weird. It's like they try to, they kind of tried to make them just away from just being purebred killers to almost being like a Frankenstein almost. Mm. It's like a monster that is dangerous, that is violent, but in a way is a little misunderstood. 
because it's not really their fault how I, the, how they are the way they are. And again, we we won't go into more, you know, with that. It's just there's more method behind the madness of these creatures, at least from that point. Who's your favorite of the creatures? Uh. I know probably a lot of people would cheat and just say it's Freddy. Foxy playing the game was always the most unpredictable one and was also the most annoying because of that. <laughs> probably Foxy because I think she... I keep saying she, but like, but he... Foxy has the coolest it, design. It is an it, in my opinion. <laughs> Foxy has the coolest looking design, So, but Bonnie was the one that always freaked me out the most. Which one's Bonnie? The rabbit. The purple rabbit. Oh, okay. Bonnie was always the one that freaked me out the most. Okay, I I don't even care if this they, is... They missed the plot by not calling that thing Harvey, but that's just my opinion, but go on. I don't even care. They, there's another change that they made to the games that I actually think was pretty fucking funny and also really cool. The cupcake was never an actual moving animatronic in the video game. It was just like a prop? It literally was just a prop. They make the cupcake one of the actual living animatronics in this. The cupcake has some great scenes. It's just hurling itself at people and like eating faces off and biting legs. I love the cupcake. I mean, that's a sentence I never thought this podcast would have in, you know, this year. So kudos to yeah, you. Yeah, I love the cupcake. Matthew Lillard is Matthew Lillard, uh, Lillard is fun. I mean, he honestly, he kind of almost channels a little bit of like Stu Mocker from Scream. I got that a little bit, too. Not in the beginning, but like near the end, he definitely kind of almost goes full on Stu Mocker mode, which was fun because I love, I love, I love Scream. Uh, the dude from the Hunger Games. Yeah, Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, he was cool. Playing our security guard. And his bitchy aunt, I suppose. Oh, his aunt, the aunt was terrible. The aunt was awful. His lawyer was hilarious. His lawyer? Oh, sorry, her lawyer was hilarious. Her lawyer was hilarious. From what little brief couple like comedy gags he has, the lawyer was really funny. He he gave me office space vibes, kind the guy, of with the, guy the, with the stapler, stapler guy. <laughs> um, like they're basically talking about committing a crime in front of him, and he just keeps being like, "I don't really think I should be here hearing this right now." <laughs> like I want to leave, and the one guy was like, "What if we just kill him?" And he tries to instantly leave after that. Uh, yeah. So again, one thing I'll say. Go ahead. Yeah. Because it's it's full knowledge now that this. Well, actually, I'll ask you your opinion. It's mm. full knowledge now that this movie's PG thirteen. Yeah. A lot of people have said that it probably should have been rated R. Hmm. Like, because of what we saw or because of the characters? Well, see, here's the thing. I'll ask you, but then I'll give a rebuttal to this. I'll ask you, do you think this should have been rated R? No. Why? I think that the games themselves lend themselves to more of that PG-13 teen aspect. Right. So, therefore, you're going to want to get as high as a fan base. Right. Plus, not to mention, if this was Myers-style cold-blooded killing, right? I would say R. Right. But because of the story that we have and that we've been dancing around this entire time, mm-hmm. I think that because of that, PG-13 is fine. I was actually getting ready to do a rebuttal because I thought you probably would have said it should have been rated R. I was going to say also that it shouldn't. All right. Well, because I think what a lot of people said, what a lot of people I think who are saying it should be rated R are, are missing the point on is the games aren't R rated. No, but there's no blood in any of the games, but they see the scare factor. 
Right. They're you te- can they're terrified, so therefore they see that and they're like, oh, that has to be an R-rated thing. What Five Nights at Freddy's is more about is atmosphere as opposed to gore. Which they did a good job with. It's atmosphere. It's ambiance. It's it's. I don't. What's the, what's the word I'm trying to look for here? Dread, like a sense of impending dread. Mm-hmm. That you know that they're out there and that they're getting closer and they're coming to you. Like, it's the same thing as Jaws. Like, you know the shark's yes. in the water, you just don't know where. Yes. And they took their time actually getting to the animatronics. They didn't just rush right in there. No, they, they gave you the little sneak at the beginning, which, of course, you know, just to kind of get your, you know, mouth watering a little bit. And then they really, like, exposition and took their time building and building and building until finally, you know, you're inside... Uh, I almost said the fun house, but that's not correct. Inside the, um, God, what would you call it? The restaurant? The restaurant. Yeah, okay. it's a restaurant. Okay. So, uh, do I think this should get a sequel? What I, okay, let me rephrase that. Would I like to see a sequel? Yes. Why would I like to see a sequel? I'd like to see a sequel to see if maybe they can improve on some of the things that maybe didn't work as well in this one. Okay. To maybe learn from a few mistakes and maybe try things differently and maybe get a more fine-tuned, finished product. So yes, I do. I would like to see a sequel. Do I think there will be a sequel? Ultimately, yes. Can you ask me now? Would you like to see a sequel? No. Do you think there should be a sequel? No. Okay. Based on the ending that we saw, which out spoilers, and based on everything that I saw, I... I'm not going to say the George St. Pierre was not impressed by your performance, but like I, it was fine, but I think they kind of did everything they need to do in this one film. And I know they're going to probably make a second one because money makes the world go round and the popularity and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, honestly, I'm good with the one and done for this truthfully. So, um, what do we do for these? Usually <laughs> it's been a long time. So we did a ride home recap. We don't really do anything. We don't do like a five stars or no. We would you recommend? Oh well, yeah, we 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 done. Okay, well, yeah, we do that. Okay. Right. Well, I think we already know what yours is. <laughs> well, yeah, I I would recommend watching this film as it becomes free on Amazon Prime. I don't think you need to see this in theaters, and I think that it's a fun popcorn movie to sit back and watch, and then just move on with your day. All right, you. I would also probably say, too, yeah, yeah, I would recommend seeing it. If you're a fan of the game, I think there's a lot wait, of wait, stuff. Wait, wait, in theaters, are you saying, or are you like, wait till the screen? Any way you could, any okay. way you could get a chance don't, to see Well, it. don't be telling people to illegally watch I'm not telling now. people to illegally watch anything, but if you want to watch it at home, watch it at home. I mean, they released it day and date in the States oh, on yes. Peacock, I think. So, like, if you, if you want to watch it at home, watch it at home. If you want to actually go out to the theater because you like the theater experience, go out and do that. Watch it any way you want. Um... If you're a fan of the game, I think there's a lot of things in here that you'll find that you actually will like. If you're not a fan of the game, I still think there's things in here that you'll find that you can actually like. Mm-hmm. It's a fun, it's a fun, li- it's a fun little PG-13 little horror movie. Okay. Well, with that in mind, um, I think that's about does it for this ride home recap. Again, this is the uh, the episode of Halloween, so of course, if you are trick or treating with your kiddos, be safe. Make sure you check them candies. Uh, of course, also too, you know, if you're just having fun, hanging out, uh, just be safe. Don't do anything stupid. I know it's Halloween, but you know, be smart about it. And also too, uh, 
Joining us next week on the episodes here at Schwal Wars. Of course, go back in the archives, by the way. Anchor.fm slash Wars podcast. Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Um, next week on the show, though, we're going to actually be having Old School Eddington James coming back for another episode, Volume 3 of Old School Grading. But this time, he takes a look at the memorable and not so not so memorable managers of pro wrestling's history and be able to get um, a grade of A, B, C, D, or F. And uh, it should be a whole lot of fun because these episodes usually are a whole lot of fun, especially when we have old school on. And he gives us a lot of great insight and that and with the history of professional wrestling from his opinion. And him ranking managers is going to be a whole lot of fun. And I can't wait for uh, everyone to be able to check that out. It's already been put in the bank just because my schedule is literally insane uh so the, yeah that we're hopefully that you'll be able to check that out jordan any final uh closing thoughts before we get out of here i'm hungry let's eat all right good enough uh until then ladies and gentlemen my name is adam hayes thank you very much we'll catch you on the next one